everybody, this is Kirk Barbera with Modern Media Moguls, and today we're going to talk to Stephanie Schaller, the business coach extraordinaire in San Antonio, Texas. She came over to the studio, and we talked about media, audio, written, video content, and how she is using it to build not only her own network and her own business and courses and shows and podcasts that build her business, but also how she's using it to help other people build their businesses. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about Ed Catmull, the president of Pixar. We're going to talk about Monsters, Inc. And we're going to talk about all the different failures that we've both had, all the successes, all the bad things that you know marketers do today and why it's bad. So stay tuned to Modern Media Moguls where we talk to real business people today and we converse with some of the guys from hundreds of years ago as well and how they used media to grow their businesses. Okay, uh, so I'm Stephanie Scheller, in case you missed that part up until now. Um, We have a company based here in San Antonio, Texas, that hosts training events for business owners. So our goal is to get the business owner from being a business operator to actually being a business owner. Most people have no idea what that actually means, or or they have an idea of what it means, but they've never experienced um, getting to be the business that threw me for a loop there. Um, they've you, never, they've never experienced getting to be a business owner where you don't have to work seven days a week, you know, sixteen hours a day, and actually still get to take home, you know, profit sharing at the end of the month. So okay. our goal is to get people to that owner level. Yeah, and I went to your conference, your Grow Retreat, mm-hmm. and you're doing another one next year. Mm-hmm. And the Grow Retreat's really awesome. I definitely check it out. Um, it's not for everybody because I nope. think a lot of people need to be ready for it. Well, like, it's not I, designed I to be, in. yeah. I right. snuck in, but it's like Real Elite was not quite ready to be there, I don't think, because mm-hmm. uh, we were about a year in. So if you're like two to three years at least, I think, mm-hmm. right? Established business, not like a side, like this is like, these are real business people in San Antonio. Yeah, the, 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 the idea is that, and everyone actually goes through an interview. So everyone who gets into the room has to interview in order to get into the room. So they have to interview to have the chance to pay me money to sit through that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, there's a lot of value. Like uh, some of the things we're doing with real elite, cause we stuck in by giving you stuff, right? Which you, guess, um, where you, you guys can always try videos, right? with, yeah, stuff you... with people, give them free stuff and <laughs> they might let you sneak in. But you know, there was, um, I, I'm really bad with names, but one guy really helped us with, um, how to market, how to establish our marketing message. Mm-hmm. You know, like just a couple little tweaks that has helped us with, you know, focusing because our message was a little too broad. Yeah. And he pointed that out. Like, I think we were something like, um, what was our marketing message? Freakishly affordable video production, mm-hmm. which is good uh, selling point. But there was a problem that people associated it too much with old school marketing um, versus what we're really trying to do, which is build a media company for every, a media department in every business. And so he just, with a couple of tweaks, you know, he's helped us a lot just in a small conversation. So yeah. Grow Retreat, definitely check it out. How mm-hmm. do they find that? Uh, just go to thegrowretreat.com. We get, uh, we thegrowretreat.com. We will post once we start getting new. Um, right now it still reflects what we did in January. We have a theme for this year, but I can't tell you what that theme is yet you'll have to wait till we officially roll it out uh but we do well, have a I theme as a hint what's the theme sound like <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell you but it's greek it's a greek word um so greek i love a, greek i have like a whole right? bookshelf on greek it's mythology. it's an incredible is it mythology or uh no it's it's um it's a greek is it a verb no it's an it's a noun um that reference it's something we it's a noun we don't have in english so oh, okay. it references something very specific. It references, you know, finding the opportunity that it requires immediate action that already exists, that mm-hmm. you just need to like find it and go for it. So mm. everything we're going to do at Grow 2018 or 19, going. you're going to go try and look up the, the So you just told us the theme. I did, I did but I didn't <laughs> tell you the name. <laughs> Sorry, all of our audience right now is zero people listening right now. I know, right? <laughs> but, um, so that's, there you go. But it, it, everything's going to revolve around that. So when we get the page updated, all the speakers we're booking, everything will update to reflect that. But as cool. of right now, it still reflects what we did last year. Okay. Beginning of this year. And our video is up there. 
Right. You know what is not even what? up there? I sh- yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. I just make a note here real quick. All right. Well, while she's doing that, so the, the point of um, what I'm doing with this show here, everybody, in, and this is Modern Media Moguls. This is going to go out on our uh, podcast, but we're also going to put it on YouTube and we'll you know put a, a, another post about it later on Facebook. But the, the idea is we want to talk to people who are running businesses, a, ver- a variety of types of businesses. I don't care if you're a dentist, you know, I don't care if you're an aerospace engineer company, whatever. I don't care what you do mm-hmm. or a coaching business. We want to talk to people about how they're currently using media. That's video, audio, written content mm-hmm. uh, to grow their business in one way or another. You know, what are they doing? What Real Elite does is we build courses for people. We build videos for people. We build uh, shows for people. Shows that have been some of our more successful things. Mm-hmm. We really recommend that. But, you know, we live in a new era where from the, for the first time in human history, for a couple hundred, I mean, this is like a $750 setup, which is higher end than you have to do to get started. Right. Uh, although it's a decent setup. But for this setup, we could do a lot of stuff. And there's actually other things that I could, we're going to start teaching on the Modern Media Mogul show, like um, how to, with a $400 setup, you can have a, a traveling studio kit, interview anybody you want, and make it really, really, um, you know, so easy so you can get different viewpoints. It's great audio. I mean, it's not nice. going to be the best in the world, but it's going to be very good. Um, you know, like if you want to get like NPR quality, well, yeah, I was going to say, and that's the thing at this point, you don't, it doesn't have to be the best in the world. Like it could be, it could be good. It doesn't, you don't have, you don't need a, you don't need a CNN level mic and camera to be able to do audio anymore Uh, or or media. Yeah. To do do decent audio, you could do that. Yeah. So the one thing I would say is like, um, one mistake I do see people's making is a little, so first off, content is more important than production. Yeah. So that's the most important thing. And we'll talk about what you do in your content in just a second, but just kind of lay the groundwork. Content is more important than, um, than the production value, mm-hmm. especially if you're in business. Like the, <laughs> the message you're sending that actually gives you real quality material is bet more important. Right. The second thing is that a little production value goes a long way. Yeah. So a lot of people don't see, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't, seats often all the growth that they want to when they're just holding up their camera. Although some people still do. I know a couple of people who are killing it and all they're doing is just holding up their phone. Right. Just them because their personality is so I was going to say, there's usually a brand or a personality that's yeah. pulling people in for that. So. And they have something really good. So stuff like that still works all the time. But we've noticed that a teeny little bit of production value, like for instance, sound is more important than video. Mm-hmm. Like they've done scientific studies, psychological studies that people will uh, stay in a movie with bad video longer than they will bad audio. Really? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It, it, you know, at this point, which is, which is funny, um, when you think about where video and movie came from, where previously, like, they didn't even have sound. Um, but it, it makes sense from that perspective that because now we're at the point where the video relies on the sound to make sense and to really mm-hmm. make it, work um even if you can't watch the video you still want to see the subtitles at least so that makes a lot of sense people want the they want to hear it yeah and you know it's interesting so the book i wrote from showbiz to to your biz uh which uh, we're going to talk about in a little bit and talk about how you know uh, i'm doing case studies on your business Mm -hmm. um and but one of the one of the things i try to do is i try to get the history of media production like i've read tons of books on movie industry i was a film major Okay. Um, and so I'm very interested in the radio, television, how that all developed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it started with uh, silent films, but one of the things that people don't realize is that there was a live piano player there. And one of the ways that um, uh, houses that would, you know, sh- like show houses, they were called, or Nickelodeons at first, but then they w- went into actual, like they started having little theaters and then they grew and grew and grew. One of the things that they did to innovate in the early days with the actual show house was to have uh, better musicians. So at first it was really crappy musicians. And then there was a guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he innovated by saying, I bet people will pay 25 cents rather than 10 cents to see a show. If we started proving the quality of everything, everyone's like, you're crazy. That's never, and he did it. And then, you know, he got like a really good 
piano player. And if, if you ever get a chance, I in college, I saw Cyrano de Bergerac, 1898 version. Uh, it's a play by Edmund Rostand. Or maybe, no, I think it was actually like 1903, excuse me. I think the play came out in 1898. And the, um, they did a, a, France did this huge production, mm-hmm. silent film. And, and this was 2010 or nine. I saw this. And this guy is a professional piano player and he goes around doing a performance with different movies. And hmm. he'll do like little shorts, like Charlie Chaplin shorts. But the way they were so good at playing like to what was going on that you could like um, he would sometimes get a movie he never saw before mm-hmm. and put it on the screen and play to it. So he played like sound wow, effects and cow. he was so fast with it. And it was a, it was such a special skill that you can see. And then, of course, it's majestic when he knows what's going on. Right. But anyway, so it was a whole skill that developed in the early teens and 20s. That nobody even knows about. It's a dead skill to be able to play yeah. to a silent film. Wow. Um, so a little production value goes a long way. It does. Okay, so let's talk about your business a little bit. Okay. So you're doing courses. Mm-hmm. You're doing shows. Mm-hmm. You're doing a <laughs> podcast yet? Oh, we have a podcast. We have a couple of YouTube shows. Um, we have uh, the online courses. I'm trying to think what else we're doing with video. It seems like I'm in front of the camera like every day or every other day at this point. It's a little bit this week. I've been in front of the camera every single day because we've been we've been filming the the new uh, course that we're about to release. So I've been like we're not trying to knock out at least two or three videos every single day, which it gets very wearing on you. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like it seems like it seems what's like your it's favorite thing? What's your of all? Of all the pieces of content that you're creating, what's your favorite to do personally? My favorite would be the, just for the simplicity of it, the From My Desk series, which is basically we just put the camera on a little tripod looking down at me at my desk. And I'm just like, like whatever topic I tend to hit on for the week, I'm going on that. So, you know, like one week I was going off about how, you know, why are all you guys sitting out here saying you're going harder, faster, but, you know, at the same time, you're trying to be done with work every day by 5 p.m. You know, <laughs> there's there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. And there's a time and a place to be working your ass off. Am I allowed to say that? Say and, the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a time and a place to be working your ass off to build your business. Uh-huh. And you got to put in you, you got to put in both of those. And so when everyone's sitting here saying, well, I don't get you know, you're so lucky you've gotten to where you are. It's like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, do you remember the three years when I didn't have time to do anything I wanted to do for myself? Yeah. You know, so I love that series because it's it's literally just what it's like unfiltered raw stuff that comes out on the camera. And it's typically something I'm awfully heated about. (laughs) Uh, What are you heated about right now? Um, Really? There's, there's, There's not anything that's really, really running me up that right this instant. Um which is probably why we haven't had one of those go out for a few weeks. We t- we tried to do one a month with those ones. Okay. So I, I wait until oh, one I'm, a month. Yeah. Okay. I did one. It's not, it's not, not like super. A daily thing. No, 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 no. Um, cause it, it's typically like, I, I remember, um, I don't know if you ever get those, you know, bills in the mail that are not really a bill, but it's like, Oh my gosh, you should, you know, make sure you renew your website with us for $200 a year. I don't check my mail. <laughs> I don't. I throw it all away. If you send me a piece of mail, it's in the garden. So, well, like, I'll, so, Unless it says, like, to Kirk Barbera from your secret admirer, and then I might open it. So now you now know, you know exactly marketing, how to get how to, to get guys to like Kirk. me. It's pretty simple. now. But in general, no, I don't answer anything. Like if, it's, like, if the return address seems like it's a real person, I've mm-hmm. gotten pretty good at saying, no, this is marketing. I can tell. Yeah, they're getting, well, they're getting really, really yeah, clever like hand, with it. Hand design. But like, like oh, I know what you are. So like, it started I know who to, you are, guys. It, that was one of them. Cause and I was you know like, how dare are. they stop doing that? It, it's, it's so freaking deceptive, <laughs> but let me hold on. Okay. That is so freaking wrong. If your business can't like survive without lying and cheating to people, get out of business. Go away. God, <laughs> they will go out of business people. eventually. <laughs> They will. They will. Someone else will come up behind them. That's the annoying thing. Yeah. Oh, and do something similar, you think? Like- oh, yeah. Like there's, I mean, I've been, I've been working with business owners for close to a decade now and 
they're all, they're still getting, we're still getting those, you know, oh, your website's about to expire, pay, you know, anywhere between 99 and 200 bucks to renew it. And basically what you're signing and by signing and sending off your check, you're giving them permission to transfer your website from GoDaddy or Namecheap or whoever you have over to these guys where they're going to charge you 200 bucks a year instead of 10. Mm. And so, right. But it's, it's written like a bill. So, I mean, people have been getting that kind of, yeah. Yeah. But people can get in that stuff for a decade. It's not all the same company. Someone will come behind them and do the exact same thing in another because people are falling for it. So, well, you exposed them right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. right here, gotcha, right now. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Okay. Um, so that's typically what what the uh, from my desk series looks like. Yeah, it's me like getting all excited about something, pissed off about stuff. <laughs> I'm with you. There's a lot of stuff that annoys me about that. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, so. You know, to be fair, I see there is some value to sending out mailers, depending on who you are and what you're trying to do. Right, and how you the know, so marketing like, program supplements it, let's be honest. Yeah, so like, I, you know, it's it's hard for me to say that, you know, even though I don't personally answer, it's just like emails. Mm-hmm. Like, I have something called unroll.me. Yeah, I've heard, heard of that, that. Oh, yeah. I love unroll.me because I just, it. first off, you just go to unroll.me, check it out, I love it. It's great for... You know, especially if you get hundreds of things. Like, I don't even know how, where I subscribe to some of this stuff. I'm like, where does it come from? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, don't think you did subscribe to half <laughs> Yeah, I think it. some of it I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, so, like, you could just, it just categorizes all of them. You just, like, click and get rid of them. Nice. Or the ones that you kind of think you might want just to keep, you can actually put them in a roll-up. And you can, like, not a roll-up, like a fruit roll-up, but, like, a roll <laughs> uh, Although, that'd be cool. If Thank you for clarifying. Fruit, they said you're a fruit roll-up every day. Um <laughs> Like, here's your fruit roll-up with all of your subscriptions. Um, so <laughs> Be like, I'm going to eat these. I would totally. I love fruit roll-ups. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it gives you, like, um, all the, the... So, like, I, I have a newsletter I do once a month for poetry. Mm-hmm. So if you subscribed to it and you didn't unsubscribe and you put it in your, your roll-up, you can have it come to you daily or weekly, and then it'll just show you all the email subscriptions that you got that you're still subscribed to. Oh, I like All that. All in one email. So you just get one email from unroll.me. You click on that, and then it tell, shows you all of them. And then you can click on them if you want to read it or just, eh, I don't want to see that. Okay, so I got to ask. So it's free, right? They don't charge yeah, anything. Yeah, it's free. There's so, advertising. So that mean, okay, I was going to say, so that means you're the product. So how are you the product? So yeah, it's advertising. the advertising. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You just got to always check, right? Everyone's Which all mad about fine. Facebook's leak, and I'm like, it's free. You do remember Facebook's your, leak? well, the, the data being misused wow. and whatever. I'm like. There's You're always, the product, and you get to choose what you put out there. So, yeah. calm down, peeps. <laughs> that's just the world we live in. It's yeah. really hard to complain about that these days, right? So, so anyway, so you do the the show mm-hmm. um, from my desk. That's your favorite show. It's my favorite from one, my yeah. desk. Yeah, it's just where do we find that? Um, we usually post that on the Facebook page. We get it on the YouTube channel. Um, so my YouTube, so just look up Success Steph. You'll Success Steph. Success Steph. No, just success step on Facebook or on YouTube. I'm under the same one on both. Or you can go to thestephanysheller.com. You can get links to everything from the there. Stephanie the, like the one and only, the like and only. the coolest, Damn. the stephanysheller.com. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so wh- let me ask you, why do you, why, why do you do media like this? Because um, you're, you're a salesperson. That's your mm-hmm. background, corporate sales. Primarily, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now you're coaching people. One of your biggest sellers, I think, is like selling how to sell. Right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things you're most yeah. known for. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it is still. We're we're trying really hard to get people to to stop thinking of us just as sales trainers, but that's 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 what they know us as. We have two events that on sales training. We have the university, so yeah, that's a that's a big piece. Of that's it. what they have. Can you tell us what you want to be known as? Just as a business trainer in general. That's why we're branching but what's into the more. Difference? The, so like that's more. So like the problem is that's more vague to me. It is like sales is very clear. I you know we had a hundred thousand dollar revenue last year. I want mm-hmm. two hundred thousand. What do we do to sell more? Like mm-hmm. That's pretty straightforward. Business, there's so much involved, like conception, strategy, marketing. So it branding. would be the business owner. Like, how do you become the business owner? How do you set a business up that can run itself instead of having to be so there? Every systems day? building? A lot of it, yeah. So you're creating a system for your marketing so your marketing will continue to run. Again, you don't have to be there every day to run it. Um, for your hiring, for your running your employees, for your sales, tracking, reporting. It's like... What are your typical clients? So it's not like like surfboard manufacturers. 
No, not particularly. It's usually it's the not small like product uh, manufacturers, though. I'm sorry. Um, not not. I don't have a whole ton of product manufacturers. Yeah. No. Um, the majority of our clients are the small businesses. So usually, usually under 50, 50 employees or less, we have a couple that are over 50, but the majority are 50 employees or less. Mm-hmm. Um, we have different programs. So for the guys who are running, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in annual revenue or less, we have a program for them. And again, like you saw with grow, you've got different problems. You've got different opportunities depending on how big your business is. So you're going to be in with people who are facing the same problems and opportunities mm-hmm. so that you can all learn from each other. Yeah. Um, and then, the you know, so we've got the, you know, hundred thousand to quarter million, quarter million to a million, a million to, to five million, five million to 20 okay. different, different stages. So really we, we do that's work with people. That's how I break it down. And, and that's just from our experience. Yeah. Those levels tend to be facing the same problems. Yeah. Five to 20 million. Yeah. It's yeah. Different. Different for like 100,000 to a million mm-hmm. than it is five to 20. Yeah. Like it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Different world. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you focus? The five to 20? Um, the no, the, the one to five is the primary focus. Although the, is that um, where you want to be? Do you like really? That? I like doing the one to 20. It's, it's, it's a five really. Five to 20? No, I like doing all one all the way to 20. I like doing working oh, okay. with both. So it's only two major different challenges. Got I it. do most of my work with that one to five because one to five are typically at the point where they're starting to have to lay the systems. And our goal has yeah, been to... they've been just doing it on their own. Right. They've been kind of, out, you know... Ad hoc all over the place. Yeah, like ad hoc better. I was going to say flying by the seat of their pants. But like, that's basically, they've just been, you know, going and trying. And now they're suddenly going, I kind of want to grow. <laughs> but I don't know how to get past where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's that's where you get into hiring. Yes. Which is your big thing right now. Yeah, hiring. Right? Oh, yeah. Talking a lot about hiring. We're doing a lot. We've, we've recorded a whole little video series about common mistakes people make in hiring. Um, we've okay. got... Um, we we're doing... Everything we're doing right now is, is leading up to our How to Hire People event in April. So, How to Hire People event in April. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so media fits in how though? Media fits in everywhere. If you think that's how we consume I mean, content, how do you like, think of it as fitting in for you specifically? Like, where do you want it to go? I view media as the, I mean, it's the primary form of marketing in this day and age. It's oh, just another word for marketing. Yeah. Like it really, you know, we're, we're smart consumers at this point. Uh-huh. Um, by the time someone actually calls you from your their your website, uh, they've pretty much already done their research. They're ready to buy. Yeah. They're calling you like you're the last step of 20 steps they've made. They've looked at blog posts, you know, determining whether or not that was the right TV for them. They have looked at, you know, online forums and asked and, you know, Facebook groups and been like, hey, I'm again, thinking about getting this TV. Do I want it? Like they've asked their friends. They've asked their family. They've looked at blog posts. They've done their research. They've checked the specs. By the time they actually call you, they've already decided to buy it. Uh-huh. They're just looking for someone to convince them to buy from them. Yeah. So the my my point with all of that chitter chat is they've consumed a whole ton of content and primarily more and more moving towards video content and so that's where you're moving you're saying well no that's oh, just people. the market in general what about facebook d- downsizing that downsizing Down, the video point. stuff yeah so their algorithm you didn't see that announcement so they Mm-mm. just recently downgraded i mean is what i meant all their video content on Facebook. So if you do video content on Facebook, it's mm-hmm. downgraded in general, especially if it's like an edited show, which is what we do a lot of. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> well, that's because uh, Facebook is trying to get back to the commentary and right. That yes. goes in line with what they've done with, Hey, let's, let's make yeah, more so the comments. Okay if it gets, if it gets like interaction, right. Yeah, Where it's just putting on a show that people are just going to watch and be like, Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. You know, not going to go quite as far. Um, I, well, still I think, think that's in the stream. So they do have mm-hmm. the watch. Mm-hmm. They have the Facebook watch, mm-hmm. which isn't, this doesn't seem like the interaction is that big on that as much from what I've, cause some of it is like, um, um, like Marie Forleo, Forleo if you know her show, mm-hmm. there's uh, well, ask Gary V is now on there and that's a very interactive one because mm-hmm. you're actually asking, but there's, what is it? Mike Rowe, uh, returning the favor. Okay. So he does one where there's no interaction. It's just like what you'd see on a just a production. Yeah, it's like he goes around and I mean I think you can interact, but I don't mm-hmm. see how you could. So it seems like they're just trying to split it now, where they want the 
better, you know, they want people to either aim for the watch Mm -hmm. or if you're doing it like what one of the shows that we produce is Ask Wholesale. Mm -hmm. And we generate a lot of comments from that. Like the last one we did was like 120 comments. Nice. And we're always trying to get more and more comments. And we're so that that's part of it. But but you're saying that media is marketing because people are hitting different. I was just challenging the video thing because I like to challenge stuff, but it's just even my own stuff because we do video production. Right. Like, I, but I, I don't think video is going to go away because if you think, I mean, away, yeah. and, and I don't even, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's down. So I really, I, I would, I do a lot more research on that one before I, I stopped putting stock in video. Now I don't think it's everything, right? You should still be producing some written content. You still should be producing, you know, there's uh, you know, audio, yeah. but at the same time, you still got the video side and you're still going to have to produce some video side because if you think about it, you know, we've, we've stopped in interacting and engaging with people mm-hmm. so much. We spend the majority of our time on Facebook, on our phones, on our computers, even watching TV. Now, what do most of us have up while we're watching TV, Your phone, yeah. either the phone or the laptop uh, or tablet. So yeah. we're, 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 and my husband will take pictures. Sorry. I do not. Your husband, was doing oh, he'll, he'll, he'll laugh and take pictures of me. Cause I will have like, I, there was one point I had two laptops going uh-huh. and my phone and the computer and the TV at the same, Ooh, and the TV at the same time. And he was just like, um, Steph, like he took a picture of me working and then came and showed it to me. He was like, do you realize you were working off like four electronics uh-huh. at once? But my whole point with that was like, we are, we're engaging more and more with the electronics and the video is. Um, thank you. <laughs> the video is our, um, our connection now. That's how we get face to face time for the most part. So I don't think video is going to go away. I think we're still going to be doing quite a bit of video, even in the future. So Gary Vaynerchuk thinks audio is the future. What do you think of that? He's doing his own conference, I think for the first time. I don't know. He's done wine conferences and stuff. Um, but he's doing voice con. He's putting that on. I'd love to hear his reasoning behind that, and if he's just going with his gut, I can tell or you if his he's reasoning. what what like um because Real Elite is built on his platform or his uh, message. Okay, it's so like every, we started Real Elite based on that. We thought about it that way. Uh, our whole message of we want to take we want we want to help every business in America develop their own media department. Mm-hmm. That's what Gary Vaynerchuk's whole message is. Is that okay. he believes the future of business is that you're gonna need a, a media department. Just like you have an accounting department, just like you have a sales department, marketing, you're going to need media, right? Especially right. if you want to get to the five to 20 million, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's our whole thing. It's like we're saying, okay, that's true. So let's help people do that by teaching them how to do it, by doing it for them, by outsourcing it at the beginning, by teaching them the systems, all that stuff. So that's our point. So anyway, um, so Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, I'm obsessed with podcasts. I prefer podcasts for a lot of reasons. I have a face for audio, I think is the reason. <laughs> um, uh, or a face for, face for radio is, I guess, is what you're supposed to say. Well, the old yeah, but think about where radio is going to. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> uh, so last Christmas, Alec- Amazon sold hundreds of thousands, if not like a million plus Alexas wow. and, and Echoes. That just and, doesn't and, surprise me. And then Google also sold hundreds of thousands. Okay. I mean, remember, there's 350 million people in America, and sometimes it's it's hard um, to remember that when you live in just one little area. That there's people like in California who gobble this up. Like where I'm from, uh, California, like there's just a it it happens there, and then it trickles into the rest of the country. So to some degree, like I'm excited about a lot of stuff because it's like I know what the hell's coming. Like right. I've seen it for a while. Like I remember when I was a kid, I lived close basically is now considered silicon valley at the time it was like on the outskirts it was fremont california and you know we got to have when i was like young like 10 9 8 cable internet like my and i remember my friend having cable internet and this was like in the mid 90s right when people were still doing the 28.8k and 50 (laughs) like at first we got 28.8k and it was like this is awesome and then we got 56.6k and then my friend had cable like oh my gosh this is amazing (laughs) and my friend was like a computer uh his dad was a computer engineer and he worked for like some i think it was 3com or 3m or something like that like um i don't remember what it was but anyway so all my a lot of my friends were doing that so i got to see that and then the rest of the country didn't have even have access to it just like people in california now 
have access to Google Fiber, mm-hmm. which Google Fiber will change the game for sure because it's going to be faster than street, like your 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 TV, mm-hmm. faster than cable television. So why would you ever do cable television at this point? Once Google Fiber comes, I think it's going to be cheaper and more efficient. You know, Fiber is here, right? Yeah, but it's not here here. So like they're laying the groundwork, but you can't actually buy it like where I am. So oh, I okay. I was maybe... gonna say no. That we we had the option to buy in. We we didn't, didn't buy it. Like, we didn't get it's it. It's actually no. in your area. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, we had like flyers on the door that was like, "Hey, you have until whatever the end of the month was to to register with Google Fiber." And yeah, so I got that too. It's not literally laid. So no, I've... it is. Well, they you sure. I could I guarantee. So right, they came right, in and you. they drilled the holes it. in the street. Oh. They laid it in there and then they covered up the the what? line. Yeah, we, we go have a Google it. Fiber line it's in front of the house. It's cheaper than Time Warner. I know that was why I couldn't understand why we didn't switch. Yeah, it's cheaper it's and it's like a hundred. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna go crazy on this stuff. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing, and I hate Time Warner Cable. So go Google. Um, anyway, I mean, who likes Time Warner Cable? I don't know. Okay, seriously, who likes their their internet provider for the most part? Who likes their like most of us don't aren't fans of any of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Time Warner Cable. But anyway, so um, Gary's whole thing is uh, all these Alexas were sold, and you're starting to see like new any new house that's built is built as a smart house. Mm-hmm. Like no one's buying a ho- or building a new house and for the most part in, in America that's having like a 1970s style thermostat. Right. You know, like right. having like electric, you know, like the those if you ever saw those glass knobs for the electrical from the 1940s, like we're not doing that stuff anymore. We're doing very advanced things like even your garage door clicker. It's like all of that stuff is smart home, mm-hmm. which is now being controlled by Alexa's and Echo Dots mm-hmm. or Google and those types of things. So in other words, what Amazon and Google have been smart enough to see is that the future of commanding your home is going to be voice. Okay. So, you know, um, I don't, my phone is recording right now, but you, I can do this. I show this with, with clients now. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I say, Siri, play poems for people who hate poetry. And then it just plays my podcast. Right. So the, I mean, just imagine what, um, you know, when my, my parents, when I was growing up, my parents, my mom especially, would have the TV on. She wouldn't watch it necessarily while she was getting ready. When my dad was getting ready, they would just have the television on, right? And I've known a lot of people like this. They have the TV on just to have it on. Well, I mean, in the future, you're going to say, you know, Alexa, play my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like a show or a podcast, or which is why we do video and podcast at the same time. So people have that choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could just have your music playing or whatever it is that you prefer just by saying, you know, hey, Alexa, play this. Mm-hmm. So you it's think like, we're going to get away from video completely? No, no, no. I'm just saying like or, there's going to be a power to that. I mean, we're never. I, I agree with you. We're never going to get away from it. Okay. But one of the things that audio has is that you don't need to do, you don't need to be focused on it as much, right? True. You could do other things. Mm-hmm. So audio has the advantage. So then of being the question the is like, do you, does it have as much power then? So if it's just playing in the background, you know, like the... Like my husband will leave the TV running as he runs, you know, goes all it drives me crazy. I'm like, I'll walk out of it like, why is the TV going? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, turn it off. Not really. <laughs> He's gonna watch this and be like, seriously, stuff. Um, but- <laughs> We're training him as like an ape. <laughs> what are you doing? TV on. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna go over well. Uh, but then he'll be like, um, is there a reason you want it off? Yeah. Like, cause no one's watching it. Uh, but you know, if it's just kind of more of a background noise, then, you know, I'm, cu- I'm just curious to how much power it'll have at that point. Cause how, how many of us yeah. actually pay attention to or listen to or look at, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a challenging question because the reality is that doing a video doesn't necessarily have power. The power is when the person chooses to sit down and, you know, fix something. So it depends what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So for instance, the power is in getting them to make it part of your routine. Mm-hmm. And then you're ingrained in them. And, and, you know, so yes, they let's, if we put it in like percentage form, like let's say people in their, in their morning routine, like one of the things I would love is like every Sunday people tune in to something I'm trying to do for fun, like Sunday morning poetry, where they kind of mm-hmm. listen to a poetry, I'm talking about it and that's it. Now, are they going to be as focused on it as if we were sitting face to face, reading it and talking about it? 
and like I'm trying to get their attention or if I was in a classroom setting, probably not. Or if I even set up like a YouTube like uh, teaching platform or Udemy and taught you how to analyze a poem and then someone chose that they wanted to learn how to do that and then they went through that. I mean, that's going to obviously be more effective. Mm-hmm. But as a gateway, the, the starting point is getting people listening to you and getting them familiar with your voice. And, and yeah, I do think, you know, you'll get... 20, 30, 40% of the content still ingested or, you know, put into your brain a little bit. So there's just a power. There's a reason why every dictator ever took over media. That's the first thing they did (laughs) because there's just a power in controlling the message. And like, you know, if you, if I have your morning routine, I I own you to some degree. Well, as we talked about when I first came in, I was like, my morning routine got a little messed up this morning yeah. Like, yeah absolutely i could see that yeah so it's like if you're always listening even if it's just like tony robbins just motivational quotes or gary vaynerchuk now has a spotify channel you could mm-hmm. follow where he does music and, and um and rants and things like that so you <laughs> nice. can kind of just like listen to a spotify channel and you can get the music that he recommends you can get his rants that he does his motivational things all of it on one spotify channel just brilliant that's where you want yeah, to go. And then you um, just kind of subscribe. So you could say, listen to Gary V, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's audio experience. Right. And then just boom. And it'll be music. It'll be, you know, a whole thing. So we can, you know, then he's encompassing your whole world. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's becoming a piece of, but so now, so then my question would be is, so how realistic is that? So you guys are talking about companies, you know, large, lots of companies, but if every company tries to play at that level and kind of dominate and own everyone's world like that then you know at some point nobody's going to right if everyone's special no one's special so how do you either stand out in that that realm then so that you get people to where they do want you to own their life own their world own their media or what's the alternative for some of these smaller businesses who don't necessarily want to dominate like that well so that's a good question i think that we live in a schismed world more than ever what i mean by that is in the past, you didn't have the choices that you have today. So does that, that causes its own chaos for right. people. Where in the past, you had, you know, like in the 90s, you had the six major media companies like Viacom, uh, CBS, Disney. I used to know all of them. Um, that's all I'm going to say right now. Time Warner. Did I say that? Time Warner was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Electric was one. GE was actually a media company. Oh, really? Yeah, they own like everything. And if you look at it, if you Google it, you're like, you know, say the big six media companies. There's still big six media companies to this day, but they're getting chipped away at by stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you didn't have a choice. You had had a very limited choice. Now it's a little bit different. Now you have more of a choice. Mm -hmm. So I think what that will do is people will have more, uh, like I as a business person, won't ever get to 50 million viewers. Right. But I can get to 10,000 very dedicated viewers. So like one example I heard recently was, um, if you look at like uh, The Walking Dead or Mad Men, like Mad Men at its height, the Netflix mm-hmm. show, right? It was, I think it was Netflix. Was it a Netflix show? Or it's on Netflix. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember. No, Netflix. maybe it wasn't a Netflix show. But anyway, that show, Mad Men, if you compare it to the pinnacle of TV at its height, which was Seinfeld, like, Seinfeld had, like, 20, 50, 60, 70, 80. I don't know what it was. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Millions of people watching the finale. Mad Men was, like, 10. Even Game of Thrones was, like, 15, 20. Yeah. And so, if that. I don't even think it's that high. Like, you same thing with, like, even, like, a phenomenon, like, Stranger Things, are still minuscule compared to the height yeah. of mass media. And that's because it's just so schism now. But it's still, like, that's just how it works nowadays. And so... The people who are fans are like hyper fans. That's the same thing with your business. So, you know, if you do credit repair, mm-hmm. well, you, not everybody in America needs credit repair. Right. But if you're talking about it to people, if you figure out who really does need it and you build content for those people, like if you actually really get into their heads and help them, then yeah, for 10,000 people, you can, you know, get into their, their uh, worldview and everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, that so, does make sense. So that's that's all I'm saying is is um, there's a a, ch- a value in getting that kind of ownership ownership of, of, mind of space. particular people's mind mind real estate. Yeah. Now there's a lot of challenges to it, of course. Yeah. Okay. So you have several 
pieces of content. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we close on some good stuff here for, for me and my book. So um, you have these courses. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are try to get into a couple of things that you learned, some things that didn't work, some things that do work, you know, so we know what you do like, you know, so I, I can even start with stuff that we did that didn't work that, uh, you know, for instance, we did the tortoise and the hare show, which is still up for us. on mm-hmm. But one of the things we didn't foresee was just the um, time production ability of having two different people with two different businesses going on was difficult, which is why <laughs> Anna and I have struggled as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like we, we've tried to figure out how to get those going, right? Like how to get it going where you have, um, you know, how to, how to get it going. Oh, Hey, Jeanette. <laughs> nice to see hey. you. Um, you know, how to get it going. So you have, um, do you know Jeanette? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, just said, hey, the, hey, I just said the peace too. sign and I'm not really sure why, but I think that was my version of saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, how to get, um, how to get alignment on your long-term vision for media building mm-hmm. with your short term. So the, t- for instance, this show is now modern media moguls mm-hmm. and, I'm, you know, the, the difference is like the tortoise and the hare was just going to be a document show, but it you know, started, we played around where we basically document what we're doing, but there's challenges because Marco has his own businesses. I have other businesses, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, I have other things I'm doing. So it's like getting our two schedules together was really difficult right. and it was spaced out. And then it's like, well, where do we want to spend the limited budgets that we do have? Things like that. Right. So there's, there's just a lot that I've learned and, and now that's, gone here and I could talk about why we I'm doing modern media moguls but for you I'm just curious like what have you learned um let's start with a negative and we'll go into a positive that's okay like if you're okay with what that. was what was what was, what was something, something we learned that didn't, didn't work? work yeah like like for Taurus and the Hair kind of worked it was a decent show like we we had fun doing it mm-hmm. um but for outside things like it's not like it failed it was we decided it wasn't the best alignment of what we're trying to accomplish so I think one of the things that really did not work well for us um, at the very beginning was we put together this series of videos and we put together a series of videos we thought everyone would want, but we did kind of a classic, um, let me put a product out that I think the world needs and ah, <laughs> no yeah, one yeah. actually wanted this city. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I will say um, it was probably partially because it was the first series of videos ever and I was very awkward on camera. They are all deleted videos, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they have all disappeared. I have a whole podcast year like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a show called Great Living, Great Literature. It's like, what? Yeah, no. This <laughs> GL Squared. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it was You and my friends were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah it, was, it was not so great. But you had to do that to learn to get to the next yeah, level. Yeah, right. we, we did. And so we put this out there. And uh, the funniest thing was I, I just kept sending this out to... Just kept sending this stupid series out to people. Um, and we sent it out in a series of of posts. So they got one video one week and then the next one, the next one, and the next one. And I've been sending it out forever. And finally some guy messaged back and was like, This video series is just ridiculous and stupid. And I'm sorry no one's told you this sooner, but like you need to stop sharing this. And I was like, What? And when I started like looking at it, I was like, you know, I've sent this out to thousands of people and we've got, I don't know, you know, we had like several hundred views on the first video, but no one was making it to the second video. Yeah. And when we were we started asking questions and everyone was like, Yeah, I didn't really care for like it, I didn't need it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god. Spent all this time creating the videos. I spent all this time like <laughs> sharing out the videos, promoting, yeah, putting yourself out yeah, there. Yeah, so that did not work at all. Um, yeah, so there's like two extremes. You and I fall in one extreme. Um, Marco falls in this extreme, except he's like more in the middle. Marco, my business partner. Like, there's one extreme I've worked with in, in doing all these videos and content for people that they are so nitpicky, they never really get anything up. Yeah. And then there's, so it's like that extreme is, is kind of useless. Right. <laughs> like, like you're never going to get better if you don't start. And if you're so nitpicky, then it's going to take you 10 times longer to figure out why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, you should do it fast. Now the other extreme is that we stick, we do something, we commit to it and we do a content and then it's it not sucks. the right content <laughs> and it's not very good. And, you know, we don't want to figure out how to make it better and, and nitpick when we should. Right. And we just kind of create, create, create. 
nobody really watches it. We're like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, well, sooner or later I'm going to hit the, I'm going to hit the right buttons and people are going to love it. Um, but that was one thing we did learn was to go back and okay. So if it didn't, it didn't, and it's something we're still learning because I still have that tendency to just be like, all right, it's out there. Bam. Yeah. Moving on. So having to go back and revisit, okay, why did no one make it to video two? Yeah. So then we re-recorded video one because we were like, okay, well, maybe the maybe you know wasn't a good video one. Um, then we never made it past that because I re-recorded video one and we still weren't getting people past that, so I dropped the whole thing. But like, if I were redoing it now, we'd we'd try redoing video one, see if we'd get people to video two, and then try yeah. redoing video you know two if we needed to, see if we could get people to video three. Um, but before I would even do that, I would have double checked to make sure that the videos would have been actually wanted as opposed to just you know throwing out what I think people would be interested in. Yeah, so this um, a book I really recommend. Oh my gosh, everybody I love read. this book. Everybody should read. If you're, this is like a, a really important book to read if you want to do any kind of creative work, especially for your business, which is pretty much any business needs this. It's Creativity Inc. Overcoming the Unseen Forces That Stand in the Way of True Inspiration. And this has kind of occurred to me while you were saying that. And the the point is that what this is uh, Ed Catmull's book, and Ed Catmull is one of, is the co-founder, um, and the president of Pixar, Pixar Inc., and he's the president of Disney Animations now, and has been for since Frozen or mm-hmm. no, since um, the tor- the Frog one, the Princess and oh, the Frog, Princess and the Frog, which uh, was their first one when they finally got Disney out of its slump. It was in a like a fifteen year slump from the Lion King to that one, yeah. basically, <laughs> and then he got them out of it, and. So they, they did a really good job of, or in the book, you know, he talks about how he built a new studio, which hasn't been done since like the 50s. Mm-hmm. The first new studio in like 30, 40 years or whatever, new movie studio. And they really, they talked a lot, he talked a lot about how to build creative systems, which is completely different than building any other kind of system because you're working with ego, you're working with emotions, you're working with you know, things like that. And his whole thing is like every company needs to have this, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. because mm-hmm. And this goes in line with what we're doing with Real Elite with, you know, every company needs to be a media company is you need to have this. So, you know, just real quick before I go into it a little bit more, I guess like what, do you have a content team now? Whether in-house or out-house or both? By content team, we don't have anyone who's, like, just assigned other than we use you guys to edit, you know, like, the book club videos. Um, and we'll move well, into more and more. Yeah. <laughs> but, but do you have anybody internal that focuses on content production? That just does content production? For the most part. I mean, they, no. you know, graphic design and other things. Um, I mean, we've, we've got... So I, I would say I spend probably 30% of my time on, on content creation on media creation and that's probably the the largest so percentage 30 percent. yeah um and then you know my jessica will probably spend another 10 15 checking everything and just giving me her straight feedback um anna my my partner for the black belt selling podcast will do um a good five to ten hours a week mm. just on so you have that. like a full time person. Yeah, equivalent. but it's just like split across. That's why I was like someone who well, just so does ultimately that. just does that would be the uh, I think the ultimate goal. That would be and actually like I've got someone who, who does uh, just graphic design right now that I'm training to yeah. be able to do a lot more. Because we're at the point where we you know, probably by next year we will need to have uh, someone in house who just does but, uh, So that's so that's what I'm saying. It's like so now you're having that kind of thing. Now you were talking about like and we were talking about the 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 courses we were building other videos we were doing that weren't effective Mm -hmm. so one of the techniques why i brought this out of ed catmull is well something he actually learned from steve jobs who was the founder as well of pixar Mm -hmm. um or the savior i guess you could phrase it as he he wasn't really a founder but he was well he bought it from george lucas right so it in that sense it was a founder i guess like i mean so george lucas founded it but like how it is imagined today yeah is different jobs was a huge piece of that yeah yeah like so i don't you know it's founding of that kind of company is a little challenging but Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's really ed catmull and uh john lassiter Mm -hmm. the main founders because it's creative and productive right and then jobs but jobs is the money man who bought into the vision right which is not unimportant no (laughs) um anyway so one of the things that Ed Catmull learned from Steve Jobs in doing these types of videos or doing movies, like, you know, how do you have a, they've had a hit number one almost every time, except for, I think the last movie, 
Um, which is what? Um, the one about emotions, which was a good movie. I like. Oh, it. yeah, but even was, that wasn't... It was still they've good. They've never it had an one. unprofitable movie. They've yeah, they're still... all profitable, but I'm saying like they were all number one yeah. until that one. Okay. So this was the first one that wasn't number one. Um, but, they, you know, they anyway, so the point is, how do you build something like that? How do you build something even within yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just you, what can you learn from this these people about building content? Or like well, you and your scattered shot team, mm-hmm. right? But one of the things, if you read the book, and since you read the book, they have checks and balances in place yeah. to make sure that people are, one, producing quality content, and two, dedicating the time they need to to it. Because yeah. it's not something you can do for 30 minutes a week and expect to... Yeah, have great results. You know, you have to spend time develop the the storyboard portion of putting together content is almost as important as the and I, I use storyboard loosely because I don't want people to think that it has to be a massive production like that. But <laughs> you know, like when you go to put together a course for a movie, it does. right? But for you, like but, a eighty million, hundred ten million dollar movie, yeah, yeah. Well, then it should, yeah. Well, the, you know, it should be a percentage of your out. budget. If your budget is fifty bucks, then you know, yeah, it's different. Percentage of your budget would be what one penny, something like that. Well, but, but there's but you, there's go ahead. It's there's yet to learn how to apply the principle because it's not right. the same thing, right? That we're trying like this is different than what. They're doing. They're doing. Yeah. But they they have checks and to make sure that people are spending the time in the creative portion, in the planning portion, in the and and then they have checks and balances to make sure that what goes out is gonna well, be valuable just you? too. If it's just you, that like no man is an island. So what I'm so, saying is I think there's there's a mentality he learned from Steve Jobs that he stresses that all of their work originates from. And I think it's the first mentality any content creator has to have and that is that your work sucks that whatever you created assume it sucks and start there so for instance one of the stories he tells is um of a there is the story that was put forth after toy story of an accountant who a 30 year old accountant which was a guy my age right i'm 32 30 year old accountant who uh, all of a sudden starts seeing monsters everywhere. Okay. And he starts seeing monsters everywhere. And, you know, he starts, and then he learns through the arc of the story that he never con- fully confronted his, um, his demons as a kid. He evaded them his whole life. And that's why he could never find the right job, why he was unhappy with his, he could never find a girlfriend. Like all that stuff was happening. And they started off by saying that that story sucks. Like that was their assumption at the beginning. Okay. Now, through the checks and balances you're talking about, they have, you know, um, some a very intense mastermind that they've done a really good job of, and he did a brain trust he calls it. Yeah. And they they really pick apart, and he's he is like Ed Catmull is um, really really good at building honest systems, like where people are open to actually criticizing, which is much harder than you think. Right. Uh, like to get real criticism for yourself is really difficult. Yeah. You know, you can't just say, give me criticism. Like you've got to do a lot of work to get that to work. Anyway, so he, you know, this, this process was part of building it. And then of course the accountant turned into, they got rid of the accountants. They, they kept some of the similar story arc of a bittersweet. That was the whole point is like he had a bittersweet, you know, connection to his past. They kept that thematic arc, but they changed it to like a nine-year-old girl. And then like a, a six-year-old boy and a 15-year-old boy. And then eventually they turned it into a baby. And then it turned, and then, so they kept changing it and changing it and changing it. And then they turned the characters into different kinds of people. Um, you know, like they, then they had a blue monster and a green monster and then became Monsters, Inc. Right. right. But they started with the premise that it sucked. Right. Um, so they so, ran with the premise. So they never completely... Like they 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 took the action like you and I do, but then they revisited it and revi- and revised yeah. it and revised it. So but it's important to re- think that it sucked, right? It's like, really hard for people to do. <laughs> we 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 actually everyone just, wants to think that whatever that like their their mind creates is brilliant. Yeah, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it very 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 seldomly is. You know, it, there's nothing to it under the sun that's very seldomly that unique. Um, but you you've got yeah, start somewhere and then it's going to evolve and yeah. you got to be okay with that. And if you need to take time, like one thing I know about myself is when I, when I do I am approached with a new idea. I have to take time to let that, as I said, percolate the other day, right? It has to kind of like 
take shape in my brain and that's okay. And I know to give myself that space. And I think sometimes people are too quick with the, um, quick at the jaw, the draw to either dismiss something or, or call it perfect and run on with it and move on. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's basically the idea. Like, so I was saying there's two extremes. There's the one who doesn't do anything. And then there's one like us who does it all. Um, and you know, then holds on too long, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause we love what we create. I love what I create. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard sometimes to do that. So the lesson is to create and assume that it's not good and then improve as you go. That's my right. lesson for myself. That's the principle or the rule that I do is, you know, it's in Silicon Valley, it's called iterate toward perfection, mm-hmm. you know, or minimal viable product. Like what can you put up now? Like tonight, you know, if you haven't done a video, so we'll wrap up in a few minutes here, but you know, um, I did want to make make sure we ended on a good thing that you've done with okay. your media, you know, your media content. Um, and then, uh, but, you know, just the idea, like, make sure if you're listening to this later, if you're watching this later, make sure you think, what is one piece of content that I can create tonight? Whether it's a video post, mm-hmm. an audio post on, you can use Anchor. By the way, it's a very simple way to get started with podcasting. Okay. Uh, Anchor.app or anchor.fm is the website, and you can do Anchor app. Very easy. I like it a lot. And actually, this is hosted on, this podcast is hosted on Anchor. Nice. Uh, for this particular one. My Not that you're throwing out affiliate links or anything, just, just straight links. What do you mean? Those aren't affiliate links. Those are just, Anchor, those no. just no, it's just the straight link. Well, you threw out one earlier. It almost sounded like an affiliate link. And I was like, but it, the, uh, oh, the um, unroll, unroll.me. I was uh, like, no, that's, you, you got to get affiliate links for this stuff. So you could then, you could, I'm once not you get your, I, maybe if they offered it, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just trying to provide value, I guess, for people. But yeah, you're right. Like, if they were interested, I would get money from it. I don't care <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in it. But until then, just go and, you know, have a, you know, try it. Right. Yeah. Unroll.me, Anchor FM. Mm -hmm. uh, Those are good ways to get started. Um, But yeah, so the point is that just do something. Mm -hmm. Like even if it's on Anchor, you can actually hold up your phone on Anchor and just record. That's all you have to do. And then you just have a podcast on Stitcher and iTunes. Boom. Just like that. Very simple. Have to check it out. Yeah. And you could just, you know, be rants every day. Just ranting. Everything. Just rant. I feel like that would make for a very angry person overall. <laughs> yeah. Well, rants are like big right now for some reason. Like just, I know. I'm not. I'm not really sure what's up with that. I think. I think. You know what? Honestly, actually, as I as I'm talking, I think it's the authentic. Like we like yeah. that. We like seeing people in their authentic, raw, natural state. And when they're ranting, man, they're that's about as authentic as you get. That's about as authentic as you get. So. So okay. So for. The success you've had, what is the product, the media content that you've developed that's best for Shallow Enterprises? The media content that has done the best. Ooh. Hmm. I would say probably the business owner spotlight show that we've done where okay. we bring on different business owners. We do. It's very, it's very low key production, um, but we bring on different business owners and just do a you know, a, a quick interview, it's 15 to 20 minutes long. It's short where we ask them, how'd you get started in business? What's your story? What are some of the challenges you've had to overcome? And you know, what's, what's your best piece of advice? And we've had, we've gotten to interview some really cool people. Um, but more than that, we've gotten a lot of really positive response and connection and just kind of a little like network group has grown out of it of people who love those and interact and all of the business owners help each other share out their stuff. So it's been really, as far as media goes, that's been the single most successful as as far as like reach goes and just getting people really, really engaged with it. So how do you, so that's good. Um, and we could end with that thought, but I want to just real quick, I want to dig in a little bit. So, um, you kind of answered what my next question was going to be, which is, what has it done for your business? And it oh. <laughs> sounds like, um, explain, like parse out a little bit more what you mean by your network has grown. Like, what does that mean exactly? Like, is it through, like, so do you post a video, it goes viral, and then you pick some people up from outside of, like, that watch the video, mm-hmm. and then they start interacting with your business? Is that what you We've had some of that. Um, but it's, so we, yes, into that, but more than, more than that, you know, it's created a very specific set of connections, which has been really cool because when we go to people and we say, hey, 
Who is the best business owner you know? Who's the person you know who's doing really good in business? We want to interview them. We want to, we want to help them not just get some publicity for themselves and their business, but give them the chance to share those lessons that they've learned and maybe they can help someone else be successful in business. Yeah. So it's it's spread my connection. So yes, we've gotten people who who come on and interact and, you know, some listeners who've turned into spotlights and spotlights who've turned into clients and spotlights who've turned into friends and spotlights who've turned into really strong connections. So we've had that, but it's really created this very focused, like connection, like everyone's connecting me with the best business owner they know in order to get them on that spotlight. So it's created instead of, you know, going through, you know, business owners who don't even want to be business owners. They're only doing it because they don't want to work for someone else. I'm connecting with the business owner who wants to be a business owner and really enjoys it. So it's created a very pointed type of connection for me. No, that's really good. That I mean, that's what I wanted to get at. I think that's a big part. Of, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. That's how you and Marco met. Yep. Um, and we've, you know, I know Marco has sent a whole bunch of people your way. Mm-hmm. I think turned into a lot of spotlights. I think a lot of spotlights like, and. And, we, you know, we went to the grower tree and we've actually gotten clients from mm-hmm. that personally. So it's like it's it's uh, it. I, I don't know if the videos have gotten like millions of views, Mm-mm. but like from the it basically has helped you scale the unscalable to the next degree. Yeah. Like it'd be very difficult to do what you did with just phone calls in the 1990s. Like you'd have to do mm-hmm. a whole bunch of network marketing events. Yeah. To do that, which you did with this. So one lesson, we'll end with this, and if you have any final thoughts or like where to find you, but the main lesson that I think um, I learned for like the case study of you, and tell me if there's more, but this is a big one anyway, is every business should at the very least put up a simple um, talk show-esque interview show. Yeah. Because at what you're going to get out of that is one, you can talk to people, so it's basically like doing what you would normally do to talk to other businesses, except it's recorded, mm-hmm. right? And then you're, you know, advertising to people. So um, you're a business coach. You're doing business owner spotlight. Mm-hmm. We're a media company, media production company. We're talking to people who do media. Right. So that means, you know, at some point, like you're one of our clients. I mean, you know, so it's like if you do um, find, you know, now it might get a little tricky with some things, but. You know, if you're a dentist, talk to people with teeth, right? I don't know. <laughs> or, or How do you care for your teeth, sir? Yeah, I mean, but I think you can make everything interesting. Like if you're you a can. chiropractor, you talk to people who's inter- you talk to people about health mm-hmm. in general. Just have them on your show about health, yeah. and you can, in that case, you could cross pollinate with other businesses, and then you know work on that. But at the very least, every single business who's serious about growth should do at least a, a Zoom or Skype, whatever you want to do, recorded interview and if you you know step up even a little bit more an in-person interview show where you talk to people in some way related to what you're trying to accomplish i think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing because even if your videos don't get millions of views or even thousands or hundreds of thousands it doesn't matter you know uh quality is more important than quantity Mm -hmm. it's more important that you're talking to people and that person can turn into a business associate a referral yeah. associate or even a sale. Yeah. Well, and the, the, let's like we referenced earlier, you don't have to have millions of people, by the way, thanks to that. Yeah, uh, the business owner spotlight uh-huh. is awesome. I love that one. I have so much fun and I get, I learn from that, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, to, to reference That's the other reason to do it. Yeah. Well, to yeah. actually learn. Well, yeah, you can learn. And I learn, you know, and this is a side note, but I learn, you know, marketing keywords to use that the business owners, my target are using these keywords and phrases and they're talking about these items. So you so pick up you know how, how to, to par- direct your, right. It's like, there's <laughs> so you, many a, reasons a, to do I'm going to get a letter and secret admirer, my brother, <laughs> buyer business coach. With, a, yeah. with like a kiss on it or something. Yeah, get yeah. him to open Damn. it. It's like, who's, ah! <laughs> God, <laughs> if I can get Kirk to open a marketing piece now, that's going to be my go. lifetime goal. There you go. <laughs> Um, but, but the, but to reference our point earlier, you don't have to have millions of people. You just have to have the dedicated people. And one of what great way to do that is to build the, you know, your interview platform. And one thing I do do is I go back and I reshare some of the early spotlights before we had this kind of network of people who were really into these spotlights. Yeah. I reshare them so that those people who did it with me early still get to leverage the growth of the network as we've as we've grown. Yeah, that content is there forever. Yeah. One day you can pay someone to go and do transcripts of all of it, turn them into blog posts. And then well, we're going to do a book is the plan to get yeah. everyone and turn it into a, a, a book with a, we're thinking, we're thinking, um, 
either 52 so one a week or 365 one a day like mm. so we're, we're not sure yet but we're we're kind of playing around with that this is the whole you know that idea stinks let's try another way yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that's what Modern, Modern Media Moguls is all about, too, is building a platform for the book that I already wrote. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, like the book is a living book because I'm going to be adding to it mm-hmm. stuff that we just talked about. So, yep. Okay. yep. Any last thoughts where people can find you? What are you working on next that people can check out? What am I working out? on next? Uh, well, right now we are working our butts off on these events. <laughs> we are doing okay. everything. We really are. Our goal has always been to actually make a dent and really truly impact the U.S. economy as a whole by changing how we run businesses. So that's why we've taken everything we've done for the past three years, one-on-one inside companies, we're turning it into these events. Mm -hmm. Because you can impact 50 to 6,000 people at an event, or you can do it all one at a time. So it makes a lot more sense to create training events to do it on a large scale. Mm -hmm. So really the events are a big, big piece of it. But as far as media goes, we are still really pushing the the online university, we're, we're, like we said, we're in the midst of recording another course right now. Um, and we'll continue to put those out because there's real, and again, it's a great way to get the content out to people. Mm-hmm. Good information that breaks it down in a way that is applicable for people. So that's yep. that's really where we're going next. I we're like still. it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got too. Yeah, that's fun. All right. Thank you. Cool. I'll have to run around and turn this Turn up. everything <laughs> off. <clears throat> all right. Oops. Watch your toes. Bye, Jeanette. Thank you. It's fun. Okay, I know we need to get on with Marco real quick too. Um, well, what time do you have to go, right?